One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Are you? Time to upgrade. Il Maquillage is the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. Available in 50 shades of flawless natural coverage, all cruelty-free. And with Try Before You Buy, it's risk-free. Take the Power Match quiz to find your perfect shade and try it free for 14 days. Go to ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. Hello and welcome to My Big Idea, the podcast from ASOS bringing you career advice from awesome career women. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen and this week I'm talking to fashion and homeware designer Elizabeth Elsie. Her company, Elizabeth Scarlet, was launched in 2013 and is stocked everywhere from Fortnum & Mason in London to boutique hotels in Saint-Tropez and Ibiza. Here's Lizzie's big idea. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to my big idea. Thank you for having me. How's it going? It's going really well. Um, I've had some really amazing news this week. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask you. You told me you had interesting news as you, <laughs> came, as you came in and I forgot to ask you what it was. Yeah, so um, I have just gone full-time, Elizabeth Scarlett. Um, so I'll be spending all my time on it, which is a really uh, big, proud moment for me because uh, with all startup businesses, you know, you have to uh, have part time jobs to make it work and, you know, get to that point. And I've, you know, I feel like I'm ready to uh, go on my own now. <laughs> Congratulations. What is the reason for you going full time? Um so I just wanted to 100% focus. I've got to a point now where things are really starting to take off and um, I just want to put 100% into that and to, you know, really invest in myself and give it my best shot. So what were you doing before you went full time? Um, so I have been working for the last four years for a... Um, design manufacturing and uh, supply business where I have been um, designing bathroom products for the likes of John Lewis, Debenhams, uh, B&Q and um, I have been kind of managing the accounts and understanding how a business in the interior industry works and um, kind of gaining my knowledge on that whilst also starting up Elizabeth Scarlett um, and that's a family-run. Yes, that's thing, a family-run right? business. So I think about, that's a really interesting thing. Do you might want to share with our listeners actually the history of that yeah, business so, and the name and so on? Yeah, so um, it's a company called Aquilona, and it was started by my granddad fifty years ago. Um, he started it from scratch, and he had this amazing uh, factory in Tottenham where they. What have, kind of products were they um, manufacturing? So it was fabric-based. So they would manufacture fabric and print it and make shower curtains for the bathroom market um and I can just I've been kind of visiting there since mm. I was and it's really successful but we haven't heard about it because oh so it's a supplier so mm. you would go into somewhere like John Lewis and you would see the shower curtains which most of which I've um worked on with them and you would see that uh that it was made it would have the John Lewis name but it wouldn't mm. have Aquilona's name behind so it. So I suppose the obvious question then is why did you think you wanted to do your own company which is in a similar area rather than working for your family company? Uh, so I'd just always had this dream that I wanted to 
um, create something, you know, in the fashion industry or in the homeware industry, just kind of bringing my vision to life and kind of sharing what I feel is my gift to, you know, share with others and just to make something that people get really excited about and makes them really happy when Mm. they purchase it. So you studied at Central St Martins. Yeah. And um, I know you did a bit of work for some other companies um, before striking out on your own. Yeah. Um, And you've always just just talked about how you work for your family. What was it that made you dare to set up your own thing? Um, So... Uh, I guess you could you can always really really want to do something but it takes a lot of confidence to get there and Mm. I I mean even since I was little I would like um I remember like Laura Ashley was doing this design competition when I was like I don't know it must have been like 10 and Mm. it was design your own bedroom and then we will come and kit it out for you so I <laughs> like you know, had this little piece of A4 paper and that designed it. That is such it a great all. competition, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I know. I wish someone would do that now. Maybe I should do <laughs> you that should now. Do it on your um, website, yeah, yeah. And I, so I'd always, you know, been. I'd always wanted to, you know, create rooms and scenes, and I, I tried loads of different things. Like I went to Central Saint Martins because I was just good at fine art really good at painting and always loved making really beautiful paintings so I'd do a lot of photorealism where I'd paint like someone's portrait and go into all the details of it and but then I always was like oh but I don't really want to be a painter there's got you know there's probably another world for me but I'm just haven't found it yet mm. I think it's quite interesting in how you are obviously a creative person. Yeah. Um, you talk, you know, I know you spend a lot of time pulling inspiration, and obviously, you design the products for your company and um, you hand paint, uh, and there's a lot of embroidery involved, and you're involved in that whole process. Yeah. But you're also a businesswoman, which yeah. I think is quite unusual to be both, would you yeah. say? Yeah. So after I went to Central St. Martin's and did my year of foundation, I just decided that it wasn't for me. Like, I had lots of wonderful friends who really flourished there and they were they had already gone there with the mentality I want to be a fashion designer or I want to be a set designer or I want to be a makeup artist and I was like I just want to be an artist I don't know what it is I just want to create something and kind of put my mark on the world so after Central St Martin's I was really lost and I decided that the best thing for me to do was in any kind of creative business you you need to have that business side so I went to Westminster University and I studied business with marketing which was really tough and like really I really sunk my teeth into it and learned something that I just had no knowledge on before and you study brands and like do really detailed projects on those and it just broadened my awareness and I was like if you're gonna you know if you want to have your own creative business you really need to understand that side so for the for the first like I've been kind of working on this it's kind of been in the making for seven years but for the first like five years I've been focused on the business side really understanding how a business works after my business degree I felt it really important to get a job on like a retail graduate scheme so um, I applied for the Tesco graduate scheme yep. and I ended up in a merchandising role, which at the time I was like, what am I doing? This is not creative <laughs> at all. Like I wasn't even painting. Or... What's it like working for Tesco's? Um, 
it it actually was really amazing like i met they they kind of they set you up and it's like going to your first day of school like how did you, you get onto that course did you just apply for it or were you approached yeah, so they they had um they had merchandising positions available as you can imagine everybody wants to be a fashion buyer so all the buying kind of jobs were already kind of there was loads and loads of applicants for those but there weren't as many for merchandising because it's a totally it's just not as glamorous um but it's really interesting and now through running a business you know you can create the most beautiful things and you can do all the marketing and sales but if you can't manage your stock levels and you don't have enough stock for demand then you know you might as well not have anything so at the time um I mean, I was using it as a as a reason to get into a business and to, you know, learn about the buying side and mm. the creative side. What were side. the main things you learned from doing that role? Um, starting from the bottom, uh, you know, kind of working in a huge corporation. Um, just, you know, I've, I've, I've spent like four years working for my family business, which is a much smaller business. And you have a much smaller team and you kind of can learn about all areas of the business um, quite fast. But when you work for a company like Tesco, you just focus in on one area and you really grow within that category before you can um, before you expand into others. So you get it's kind of you learn like focus and working with a team and um, totally being outside of your comfort zone. And yeah, just Mm. try not to get swallowed up in a huge company. They did. They did loads of things like um, they'd do these fairs where you'd you'd do like team building exercises and I think that's where my creativity was really starting to come out so what what kind of what kind of team building exercises do they do at Tesco I want to know about this they'd um oh god I I can't really remember what the objective was it was kind of like this you know you've I think it was chocolate products. First of all, we had to make the chocolate. So we made like truffles. Yeah, (laughs) we had to make the truffles. And then um, they were like, okay, now you need to make the packaging. And then you need to come up with the jingle and the branding, which I love branding. I love like creating the Elizabeth Scarlet brand. It comes really naturally to me. And um, I was like, I've totally got this, guys. Like they put you on a table of like director of fashion and you know, director of home who have been in the business for like 40 years and I'd probably been in the business for about three months and I was literally like, no, honestly, I've got some really strong ideas about this. And I think, like, I can't remember if we came second place or won, but I basically got up in front of the whole company and sang a jingle to the um, to the song of the Jungle Book. Oh, well done. <laughs> but, God. but that's, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you get. Like, I guess you, it's like confidence building and really you know um I don't know being out of your comfort zone and trying new things they don't put too much pressure on you it's it's about your growth and your development they do like loads of um you'll have like courses that you have to do in a year so you you go to your courses with your friends and it's it's got kind of a university feel so where can you can you where can you find out about that if, some, if somebody else wants to do that and you just go on um, website yeah or? just go on to i mean all companies all big companies will have it graduate schemes and you just apply through that and then you know hopefully you get an interview and you i mean even the interview day was like a day a day's worth and we had to do exercises like that in in the interview what singing jingles uh, <laughs> not- no not singing jingles but like um 
you know, coming up with strategies and problems and solving yeah. and stuff. Okay. So you launched your business because you felt like, you know, there was, you could fill a niche, which I think was kind of yeah. creating affordable products, which are also incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Um, for kind of the sort of person that you are, I guess, girl in her 20s who likes beautiful things and might be renting an apartment um, yeah, yeah my um my initial aim was I felt like I I'd really loved interiors and I'd always kept like cuttings from magazines and always wanted to be really wild and with my kind of design and um I was moving into my first flat and I remember I went shopping with my boyfriend and we were like yeah we're gonna go to anthropology we're gonna buy all these amazing things and we'd spent about 100 pounds and we'd literally ended up with like a vase, um, a table runner, and like a couple of plates. And I was, I was just like, this just isn't, this just doesn't work. You know, you you've got your rented flat. You want to come in and make it, you know, look beautiful and really put your mark on it. But the budget just doesn't allow for it. So I wanted to come in with products that were quite artisanal and had like a, like a kind of um handmade feel to them and mm. lots of thought that had gone into them and really high quality but for a good price point so you know slightly higher than that of your H&M home but certainly a lot lower than your anthropology so yeah I just I felt like there was a gap there and that I could you know attempt to to fill it and then you what's you, what's your favorite product that you've designed so far um oh uh, at the moment, it's candles. I mean, they, they haven't launched yet, but I've, I've really enjoyed that process because um, fragrance can really transform an atmosphere. So, you you know, how I, you I was realising... How do you go about designing a scented candle? Um, I, I <laughs> What's don't the process? Know, I, I mean, I don't know if this is the standard process, but I had the most, like, romantic, wonderful kind of experience where I found this um factory in the south of France and I drove up this long windy road and it's in Grasse which is the perfume capital of the world and it was literally just this villa on the side of a mountain that I'd called beforehand and said this is my website um I'm thinking of making these three fragrances this is you know these are the motifs and the designs for them and this is the kind of smell I'm looking for and she just said yeah cool come along so I got there drove up the road turned up this beautiful villa had like it was um a room that was kind of like a bubble it just had this huge window where I could just look out to the whole of Provence and she had just had these tiny little bottles ready to go for each scent and we just went through each of them and she just got it spot on like exactly what I'd said I mean, I've got so much respect for that. So how does it work? World. You pay her for the scents that you would like to use. So, so you create the fragrances, and then you purchase the fragrance from the perfume house, and then you have to find a candle manufacturer. So I found a candle candle manufacturer in Poland, and they po- the uh, Polish factory will purchase the fragrance from the French factory. They'll make the whole product, and then you pay the um, manufacturer at the end. How long does that whole process take? I started it in April and I've just had my delivery. So a few months. And when do they go on sale? October. So yeah, super oh, excited exciting. for that. Um, and I've, I think um, it's really impressive the way you are stocked in lots of places. I wanted to talk to you a bit about finding stockists. 
Yeah, so Elizabeth Scarlett's been going for about a year and a half. Um, when I had my samples ready last year, I I, t- I didn't really think too much about stockists. I just was confident that I would get them stocked. So I just, first of all, I kind of reached out to everybody that I knew. So that was one of my first stockists was a boutique that I had worked in when I was 19 for a couple of years, like a local boutique. And it was just a case of like knocking on people's doors, walking around. I had the, I have this pink case, I still use it now, stuffed with 13 cushions. And I just <laughs> open it and my first range was extremely colourful. So it was just like this colourful explosion. And I'd just, you know, pitch it to people and try to bring them in on my vision. And How do you do that? Them. What, how do you think you get people on side other than having a um, lovely product? Being really passionate about it. Um, do you prepare a spiel? No, I don't, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I I just, I mean, the brand is called Elizabeth Scarlet. My name's Elizabeth Scarlet Elsie. It's, it's um, everything is from me I see it as my expression to the world Mm -hmm. so I just tell them about myself so it's coming from a sort of passionate very personal place yeah um and I just say you know this is you know this is what I'm making I feel like people like myself would want things like this um I feel like there's a market for it the prices I've worked on really good prices and um hope that you like it too this year it really turned into a proper business so you know I'd um and I think it takes it takes like a good year for you to um really get going on something you know at the beginning I only bought out cushions I don't know why it seems so mad now when I look back on it why because what's mad about cushions (laughs) I I mean uh, everybody needs them yeah but they're you don't once you've purchased them you don't buy them again very soon so it's a very much like one trick pony like you people buy them they're really happy with them but then you're not going to keep selling cushions to that same person um so coming up with lo- with different products that were uh a bit more fashion led and like I've bought I bought out these um embroidered pouches that were um that were incredibly popular this summer and having lines like that that really flew off the shelves really got kind of became my bread and butter for the big business and then um the I see the cushions and the duvet covers as just you know a way an expansion of that Mm. are there any brands that you see that you look to as inspirations or any lifestyle figures I'm I'm not I don't think this is right but you know someone like Martha Stewart or that you think of as personal heroes or a brand that you see as a template for something that you'd like to see Elizabeth Scarlett I am uh I used to always say I want to be the next Kath Kidston um and now I mean my style's completely changed have you ever met her no I haven't um what is it about that brand particularly that appeals to you uh that it can reach a widespread audience and that I mean, it's hard to say now because I'm not that keen on the style of it anymore. But at the time, it was just that it was um, a really recognisable print and um, really beautiful quality products and for for a decent price. How a, do you, a really nice way to kind of um, spruce up your home in a quick way. How do you connect with your target audience? Um, through Instagram. 
that's kind of that's a huge platform for me um and it's really how do you manage your instagram account do you want it yourself do you employ um, someone to do it so in the beginning i had a really good friend um she was working on it and it was you know she, she that was fantastic um she managed it and that really that was a, a brilliant way to kind of get started and to really get the message out there um i i've taken it over and i go through stages sometimes i'm i feel like i've you know really scheduled it well and i get a lot of interaction but um other times i feel like i could do a better job it's i think it's it's a real uh, model that you have to invest in and you need to be spending you know once a month um taking a day or a couple of hours of your day just to schedule all your posts. Um, one of the tips that I always recommend is colour grading. So um, so making sure that all your images flow in colours. So you'd have like... On the kind of... on the When you look at the feed. Yeah, so right. that it looks like, in a very subtle way, that everything blends together. Right. Or if everything's got the same filter or the same look. Yeah. Like my... Um, the mission of Elizabeth Scarlet is to inspire a softer, more colourful world. So all my images are very soft. They've, they're quite faded. Um, they're soft colours and um, kind of pretty pastels. And that's you know, what I'll be kind of sending out. It wouldn't make sense if I suddenly went really black and white or really colourful now. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, yeah, Instagram is amazing. You know, I, w- I went away for a couple of weeks um, to Indonesia and I, I was like, I'm going to give myself a break and I'm not going to be posting regularly at, like, 9am or 5pm every day. And I noticed such a drop in sales. Really? Like, it's a di- it's, there's a direct... Oh my goodness! Connection. So Instagram's taking over the world. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. How do you stay up to date with things in the business world? Do you read a newspaper, or are there Twitter accounts you follow, or websites? Um, I I follow loads of Instagram accounts. Um, Which are your favourite ones? Um, I love I love bloggers. I really love um, kind of the down to earthness and the way that you can learn about kind of fashion through them and putting things together there's a blog yeah there's a blog that I've followed ever since I kind of got on this journey so for about three years um called it's Monica Beatrice's blog the Elgin Avenue and Elgin Avenue sorry and it's um it's a similar kind of mission to me just to inspire a like thoughtful happy kind of existence and it's it's really beautiful I love imagery so I'm really drawn kind of to like pretty blogs and people who are really down to earth. So with like Instagram stories, you feel like you can really connect with a person if they kind of show their personality and yeah. What's your, and and finally, um, what's your best advice for somebody who might be wanting to start their own homeware business? Um, I would advise to really find out your style, really know exactly what your look's going to be. It's taken me probably about, you know, it took me a good six months to really figure out what worked, what my customer wanted, and to listen to my customer to make sure that I was making things that, you know, were right for them. Because you can you can start something and really think whatever you make, people are going to love, but you just, you have to really listen to what people are interested in. Um, 
other advice uh perseverance you know there's going to be ups and downs um so you know just stick at it um and also to reach out to anyone who you're interested in you know like I've had some wonderful meetings where I met with um Oliver Bonas because his his kind of business has really inspired me how did you get in touch with him um it was just one of those fluky situations I was at this talk um it was uh, a fashion talk in Shoreditch and it was one of those mortifying situations where they go around the room and they say right we're all going to introduce ourselves and tell each other (laughs) what we do and there was about 20 of us in the room and um uh, I get really nervous and it got to me and I just went oh yeah I'm Elizabeth and and I've just started this homeware brand it was about a year ago and then straight after that um he went oh yes hello I'm Ollie and I'm of (laughs) Oliver Bonas and I just whipped around my head and was like oh my goodness and I spent I don't don't think I even listened to the talk I just my heart was something I was like I've got to say something to him like whatever it is to get some advice and I kind of threw myself at him at the end of the um talk and said oh I'd really like any kind of advice that you'd give and he was so sweet and he gave me some of the best like he you know I spoke with him for about an hour after that we organized and um he gave me some of the best advice like I've ever been given which was basically that I I wanted to expand into all these different products and he was like if you've got a really good factory and if you know textiles is your thing then make everything you can through that factory which is why I started with the cushions and then I went into the um, bedding and the um, pouches and bags because it's all made at the same place and it was honestly such good advice because you can really spend so much time like traveling the world and trying to find all these like new products and start up relationships with new suppliers um but yeah just really being brave and like reaching out to these people because they're only people and they've got really good advice to offer and if you're passionate in what they do they're always going to want to give you advice as well Mm, that's really good advice all right well thanks very much for talking to us you're very welcome (laughs) thank you very much That was homeware designer Elizabeth Elsie talking about her big idea. Don't forget to tune in next week for more career inspiration and you can check out previous episodes of My Big Idea on iTunes. You should also listen to the ASOS magazine podcast, These Four Walls. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen. Thanks for listening. Bye.